Welcome to Grow Up, where we are healing the child within us while lovingly and respectfully raising the child that's in front of us. Are you ready? It's time to grow up. Thanks for being here again, everybody. My name is Amy. I'm your host. And welcome back to the podcast. Today is going to be an extra awesome episode. Because not only is it New Year's Eve, but... It is the one and only Tom's birthday today. And Tom, if you if you follow me on Instagram, Tom is my husband. And Tom is quite a bit um, quieter than I am. And I have coerced him into doing a question and answer episode for our enjoyment today. So he's next to me. And in just a moment, after I tell you how to reach out to me, I'm going to have him introduce himself and you're going to get to know the man, the myth, the legend, Tom. So if during this episode, I don't know really what you would get inspired by, but if you get inspired, you can reach out to me at grow.up.ig on Instagram or at thegrowuppod at gmail.com. Without further ado, here's Tom. <laughs> hey, it's Tom. Uh, I'm a 39 year old Capricorn. Uh, like Amy said, mostly quiet dude. Um, father of of this beautiful wild child that we have together. And yeah, that's me. <laughs> Oh, for those of you out there who know us personally, I'm sure you're giggling right along with us. But for those of you that don't, by the end of the show, hopefully you will be giggling as well. Because, I don't know, I like to think we're pretty good time. Uh, My mom has my son today, tonight. It's actually nighttime. I don't know why I keep saying day. Um, It's New Year's Eve evening. And it's Tom's birthday evening. And my mom has our son. And we were supposed to go to a get-together, a very small get-together at our friend's house, and we opted out just because of all the variants and things with COVID, and we just decided it wasn't worth the risk. So we are staying in. We got some carry-out Mexican food. We are roughly two or three margaritas deep, and we are ready for a question and answer and to entertain you all tonight. So let's start it off. Uh, The first question that came in, I feel like it's kind of a good one to kick it off with. So the first question was from our friend V and um, she said, I'd love to hear how you find balance with parenthood, marriage, and me time. I should also mention before we get going that I tried to talk to Tom earlier when I was uh, lightly twisting his arm to do this episode. Um, And I tried to tell him some of the questions and he wanted nothing to do with it. He wanted to go fully off the cuff. So just so you all know, this is zero prep, zero prep, no prep on my part. Yep. On his part. And I kind of kind of on mine. I mean, I've read them and printed them out for the episode, but I haven't really considered the answers. So here we go. So let's answer V's question. Let's talk about how we find balance in parenthood, marriage and me time. I feel like it's like I don't even know how to answer it right now because of 
the like, pandemic. Yeah, like, like, do we have like, balance? <laughs> is there balance? <laughs> is like, there a thing? Like, yeah, but, um, you know, I don't know. I feel like it's, like, communication, for one, trying to let your partner know when you need that me time. You need, and I need to get better at that, but, like, you just need a second to chill. You need to not parent like like whatever it is go drive around in your car sit on your phone for a minute play video games like whatever it is not parent for a second um you know it's it's hard i think communication is the key though you have to you know because you have another person or people, you know, in in the mix, you got to let them know, hey, I need a second. I need to do this for myself. Or I can tell you need a second. Like, why don't you take a second and go chill? Yeah, I think so what you're saying, from what I'm gathering, let's see if our communication is good. <laughs> what I got out of that is the way to find balance in all three of those things isn't um, separate. I think it's the same answer for all three. And that is... Um, kind of knowing when you need like for instance to find balance in parenthood that means being the best parent I can be while I'm also managing my me time in my marriage and that means that if one of those things is out of whack or getting overwhelming or there's something you know some kind of red flag that's coming up like Tom said it's it's identifying that there's a problem or not even a problem but a um you know, something up, something that's on the plate and communicating that and asking for help or kind of like learning your own needs and and being able to explain those to other people. So I guess it would be, uh, in my opinion, getting to know yourself. So I think me time really relates to all three because you have to know yourself and in knowing yourself, you can know when you need to find a better balance between, you know, whether it's in your marriage, you're like, okay, this, our marriage is struggling right now because of X, Y, and Z, or, you know, parenthood is getting really hard right now because I just feel really tapped out because work has been stressful or this and that. Um, I think it just comes down to, like Tom said, um, recognizing your own shortcomings or when it feels stressful to you and trying to get out ahead of it and getting somebody kind of in your corner um, and in your, yeah, in your corner to kind of battle it as a, as a team, as a partnership. I think that was kind of like good uh, marriage advice we got in general toward the beginning of our relationship, which was, it's not, you know, you against each other. It's you together as a team against an outside problem. So I don't even know if that really answers it, V. I feel like, you know, I think we still struggle to find balance. And like you said, in this pandemic time, it's hard. You know, all your yeah. resources are kind of strapped and you're kind of just going oh, like, yeah. you know, you're kind of like scraping the bo- bottom of the barrel to get your energy. And um, I think when it comes down to it, it's just learning your limits and learning when things don't feel so good and figuring out how to come together as a team and depend on each other to get your needs met, everyone getting their needs met. Yeah. Don't and don't be afraid to say when you need a second or hey, I need a, I need some help here like you know, if you need you know, help with a situation, like you can say, "Hey, can you do this while I try to do that?" 
Yeah, I think I'm the queen of, like, thinking people read my mind. But also, I would like to say that I am so excited to have this episode um, recorded because I think I'm going to walk around with it queued up on my phone to play to Tom. (laughs) Yeah, come on. (laughs) There's so many times where, you know, I mean, lately, that's why you said you need to get better at it. But we both need to get better at it. But... I'm just laughing because there's so many times when he like hits his limit and I have to say to him, like, even in front of Vaughn, you know, looks like daddy's really struggling. You know, let's let daddy go in another room and kind of like take some deep breaths. And I'm kind of like wink, winking at Tom, like, hey, man, tap out, you know, type thing. So, uh, yeah, learning how to uh, to speak your needs, I think, is is a big, big part of the limit that. does exist. <laughs> Despite we are proof. Tell you, the limit does exist. <laughs> yes, that we are living, walking, breathing proof that the limit does in fact exist. There can be a limit to your parenting. Um, okay, so that was a good one to kick it off. I feel like um, let's do kind of a lighter one here. What about um, what's your favorite thing to do together? Do you want me to start that one or do you want to take it? Like us or the family? Ooh, ooh, I didn't even think about it as a family. <laughs> Whoopsies. I didn't um, either. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Um, I think let's talk about it as us as a couple first and then we'll do as as a family, I guess. Um, as a couple, I think we would say, or I would say, and I think you'd agree, um, we love to go to concerts. I, that was going to be one of my answers, but my other answer was like, um it's like a abstract concept but to like go out with you and our friends but like see how you interact and like exist in that world from afar and like see like your shine and your glow you know when you're with like talking to other people that i don't you know necessarily get to experience you know it's like observing you from afar and getting to see like how you like shine i guess well that's really nice i'm like concerts i do do love to go to concerts with you that like believe me concerts first popped in my mind but that's the other thing is like i like to like go to a bar for like a friend's birthday where it's like just it's not going to be a thing what's that like what's going to a bar like right (laughs) i forget and you're just like hanging out and i might be over here having a conversation and then all of a sudden you know like i look over there and you're having a conversation with someone else and i just it's like a light that i can see that you know like i get that light but it's nice to see it as an observer from like you know outside of 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 our relationship i don't know well that's cute um thank you and i agree and now i feel really silly for saying concerts and the other thing i thought concerts was top of my mind okay but that is mostly because he likes to see me sing off key no, I'm just kidding. I mean, I actually do sing off key, but that's a lie that he likes to see that um, or hear that for that matter. Also, we love road trips um, and we yes. love we actually used to really like going to see Tigers baseball games as well. But I still like it. Listen, we mm, both still to, like it. Still but like it. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is used to isn't because we don't like it. It's because COVID is a bitch. Is we went once. It was. Yeah, we went one time. It was sweet. It was, it was nice. fucking awesome. Uh, whoa. Beep. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Okay. Uh, oh, and as a, and as a family, um, that's kind of a, I don't know. Um, as I a, don't, okay. Yeah. You go if you have one. Yeah. Uh, just like things that might be like routine or, or like not necessarily like 
new to us, but experience them together as a family when it's like something new to Vaughn. You know? Okay. Like seeing like, the magic through his eyes with yeah, the new experience. Like, That's cute. How many times have I gone sledding in my life? It's like, it's fun, but like, you know, it's, it's sledding. I've done it a trillion times, but like he went sledding and it was awesome for him. Like this is, you know, last year cause there hasn't been snow to do it this year, but you know, something like that. Or like the first time when he could go to the lake and like really play and like really be in the water and just like, you know, do dumb stuff, like whatever. Mm-hmm done a trillion times as, as a kid and growing up and it's not like the biggest deal in the world for us but like for him it's the first time he did it it's you know he'll that'll be in his brain forever that's what i was going to kind of say like i think for me and i wasn't thinking it necessarily in terms of like new experiences i was maybe thinking of it more with like holidays and stuff maybe that's just because of the season we're in right now but just like what you said like seeing um seeing him almost like making a memory and seeing him and really enjoying something, um, you know, seeing, I don't know, just seeing him kind of come alive and take to something that we orchestrated in a way that we kind of like set up or we took him to, maybe that's egotistical to say, but there's like some part of me that feels like a little bit of like a pat on my, on the back, you know, of just like, wow, like we're doing this parenting thing and like our kid's happy and we're like making happy memories for him and or with him, not for him. But you know what I mean? Like, I feel like just the fact that we can sometimes provide those kind of, like, fun things that he's going to really latch on to, like, like you said, like, going sledding, going to the lake, you know, doing, like, fun decorative things for the holidays or going to the lights at the zoo or things like that that make me feel, like, that warm, fuzzy, like, this is how I want my family to feel kind of thing. I think that's kind of... um what I like to do together as a family is just do those kind of memorable, special things to see his eyes twinkle, you know? Yeah. Um, okay, next question. What's a parenting choice that you've majorly disagreed over, if any? I personally can't think of I something. also cannot think of anything. I think um, we are we might be in the minority about that. I don't know, because um, obviously I'm not in anyone else's relationship, but... Um, just from talking to clients and having, you know, friends that are married or in serious relationships, I mean, not, I'm not going to come on here and say we don't argue or get annoyed with each other because that's not true. But, um, in terms of our like major parenting philosophies or the way that we live or things that we believe in, we're kind of, I guess, lucky. I don't even know if you'd say lucky, um, in that manner that like we really don't disagree on that front a whole lot if at all yeah Um, i mean there might be like a minor thing where it's like maybe in the moment you had to make a choice that i wouldn't have made or even something like oh you really let him watch home alone too right oh i did that (laughs) that actually happened that's a personal story that tom's bringing up but my mom let him watch Home Alone, okay, which is, like, fine. We all love Home Alone. But, like, then you, when you're watching it with your four-year-old, you're like, ooh, maybe this isn't the most appropriate. And then when my son started saying, what did he say? Look what you did, you oh, little jerk. yeah, look what you did, you little jerk. And he's, like, starting preschool the next day or going to preschool. I was like, oh, great. Like, we're going to get a call home. And, um, you know, we don't really talk like that around our house. Not because, like, Tom and I don't. But we just try to make an effort in front of my son that we don't use, like, that kind of negative language. And so we kind of like, we're like collectively, we're like, oh, maybe we phase out home alone. 
Well, then, like, this week, I come home, and he's like, Dad, I want to watch Home Alone 2 again. Like, blah, 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 blah. And I look at him, like, oh, Vaughn, who showed you Home Alone 2? And I see my husband, like, burying his head in his T-shirt like a turtle. And he's like, my dad showed me. I'm like, oh, is that right? Okay. Home Alone 2 is a lot less offensive in terms of degrading language. There's cartoon esque violence like looney tune esque violence but in terms of you know saying you look like something that grew on that's actually from uncle buck but (laughs) (laughs) um it's it's a lot less offensive they tone it down except for you know the part where he's watching the vhs with the gangster movie listen all i know is you showed him Home Alone too, which is fine. Well, I show him again. I'm fine. I don't even I'm fine. Care. I'm fine. But, but like that's the extent of you know, our, our disagreement. Yeah. Probably. Little little squabbles here and there. That's like, oh wow, like mom really went hard on that one, or like wow, daddy really dropped the ball there, or like things like that that we just kind of like, hmm, interesting, you know. But um, yeah, we, sometimes when it's like, here's an example. It's like an hour past when he should be in bed, and then somebody, which is every night at this yeah, point. Yeah. <laughs> And he's almost, like, going to wind down. And then Amy will, like, show him, hey, here's this song that you might, like, like uh, turn down for what? Why don't we listen to it six times? I most certainly did not play him turn down for what. <laughs> That's a, First not, of all. Not that song, but, like, something like that. <laughs> wow. You know? <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, so what Tom is trying to say is sometimes in the moment we might make slightly different parenting choices. We don't usually, if ever, call each other out blatantly in front of my son. We might just shoot each other a little side eye and talk about it later. But in terms of major disagreements, there really hasn't been any that we can think of. You know, we we both agree on the gentle, respectful parenting approach. Um, You know, we are we're definitely in agreement with a lot of the things that we the way we talk to him, the way we handle his big outbursts, like things like that. So, and even just like with his, his special needs, with his sensory processing stuff, all that kind of stuff, schooling, we've always kind of been um, looking for the same things and, you know, get kind of get the same vibes from, you know, if we go look at a school, we're both like, oh, I didn't really feel that one, me neither, good. Like, there's not really a whole lot that we've had to really air out. So we've been lucky in that way. So I guess that's kind of a boring answer. Sorry about that. Um, next one, advice on navigating those first weeks as parents together. She, this person is expecting in the summertime, which we were also, um, my son was due in September and we had him in August. So, um, I hear you on that. Um, yeah. What do you want to, you want to kick that one off? You got anything? Uh, yeah. Firstly, make a plan and an agreement that uh, like some kind of like a rotation or like you're going to sleep at this time. Like he, he or she is going to wake up, you know, in the middle of the night, whether it's like every other time or like tonight is your night. You wake up every time he wakes up or she wakes up and, and feed them or whatever. Um, so like make a plan, you know, so you can get some sleep. Because- and I'll say this, like, let me just jump in really quick because, like, we have it different because we never breastfed. Um, my son was in the NICU. In order to get him out of the NICU, he had to start eating. And breastfeeding was not something I was um, able to to navigate at that time. So we just went straight to formula. So 
it's a little bit different because like we would switch off on feedings with our son because like obviously we're doing bottles. Um, but that being said, even if you're breastfeeding, I think if you can come up with a plan, even like during the daytime, you know, when you're not breastfeeding, like of when you can catch some sleep or when you can catch a shower or maybe have some people on deck if it's not your partner who's off work, maybe it's, you know, mom or dad or grandma or you have like a sister or a, you know, a, a niece or someone that can maybe pop over, you know, if it's like a couple mornings a week at the beginning or if you're comfortable with that. I know with COVID, it's kind of hard. Um, well, kind of. It does definitely is hard but um I think I agree with Tom in that like it takes a village and it's really exhausting those first couple of weeks and I think uh, I mean I think everyone who's had a child will agree like as much as you can read and prep and all these things until you have your kid and every kid's different and and I stand by that but you don't know until you know and unfortunately mm -hmm. like you can think oh I'm gonna be tired okay cool but I promise you that like you've never been in this situation before at that level of tired with all the other things going on, hormones, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I agree just to have some kind of like not like a hard plan, but just kind of like a, hey, this is how we kind of plan to do things. Here's the people that we have that we can call and kind of like that, getting that communication set up. That was going to be my other point was um, find somebody who's been through it before that you feel comfortable talking to because mm -hmm. I guarantee for it, it doesn't matter how many books you read or classes you went to or how much you tried to prep beforehand you're gonna get the baby home they're gonna like do something that is completely normal in, <laughs> in your you know like if you ask somebody it would be completely normal but you know in the moment you're like Oh my God, what does it mean? Why are they doing that? Like, do I need to call the doctor? Like, no. Well, especially can... in this time of COVID, right? Like everyone <laughs> even like, you like, you know, I don't even know, you blink weird and you're like, is it COVID? Is it something crazy? So I think the hypervigilance like flying around right now is just on a whole nother level. So yeah, like definitely having someone that can maybe, you know, gently talk you down or talk you through something. I know, especially like at our pediatrician, which is a tip that I would say hi. We had a whole issue with his. Oh yeah. If you don't like your pediatrician and not even like, if you don't love your pediatrician, like if you don't go there and feel like I love this place, these people get me, I feel at home that, a new one. that feeling does exist. And I promise you, because we had the opposite feeling going into it with his first pediatrician. Um, and we got him home. We went, you know, in to see that one. We were there for one week. It was hell. There was, I mean, I'm sure that'll come up on the podcast. I can explain why later, but it was hell. We were there every single day for a week, which we didn't need to be um, as new parents, which was horrible and terrifying and all the things. Um, and then by the next week, we were seeing someone else who we, I mean, literally this pediatrician we have now, um, there, I mean, I would trust her with the life of my son like I love her as if she's part of my family so the first um visit we had with her I literally started crying and gave her a hug like it just felt like home um not saying you know you got to do a little bit of searching around but you know if you don't feel comfortable with somebody and especially a pediatrician keep looking because that's going to be a staple of your life at least for the first year or two going for wellness visits and you want to make sure that like Tom said like you have someone that gets you gets your kid can give you that advice that doesn't make you feel like you're doing everything wrong 
um, is gentle enough that they can like, you know, help you through something, but not so, you know, you want someone that'll tell you what's up, but not somebody that makes you feel like a failure. So I would say definitely find that hybrid, whether that comes from a family member or, you know, a friend. And there's a lot of people that have kids. There's a lot of people that give advice. I would make sure that you are really honing in on who you are getting advice from. Um, when you look at this person's life is, do they align with me? Do they get me? Is this somebody that I like the way they raise their kids or what are their kids like now? You know, things like that, because there's a lot of people that will say a lot of things and you need to kind of learn how to cut the bullshit and get to, you know, which things make the most sense for you and yourself and your family. Um, I think that's kind of a big one too. I agree. I, yes, I agree with that. The thing that I was like trying to bring up was like the, th- like, the things that you are going to be Googling at, you know, two thirty in the morning, every time my baby pooped, it looked like this. And now it looks like spicy brown mustard. Do I need to take him to the doctor <laughs> in the morning? You know, no, you can text your friend and he's like, yeah, that happens, you know, every once in a while, like yeah. you'll be all right. Don't take a breath and it's going to be fine. And yes. I bet you the next poop's going to be like what you expect. Right. And I you think know? having like a, like I know what our pediatrician is like, there's like a nurse line. You need somebody to check you. Yeah, right. So that's what I was going to say. Like, if you don't, don't have that, go down if you the don't, Google rabbit hole. Yes. Always. If you don't have that in a friend, find a place that has like that nurse text line or email line that you can just kind of shoot off those random kind of, you know, silly little questions that might be weighing on your mind. Um, two things that I would say personally, just as a mother and a woman, I would say um, trust your gut. I think a lot of times we look outside of ourselves to everybody else and what everybody else is saying and doing when a lot of times we know what feels right for us and right for our kid. Um, and I would say that always kind of go back to yourself. So yes, listen to everybody else, but you know your kid, you know those cries, and you if you don't right away, you'll learn them. You'll, you'll learn that child. So just definitely don't count yourself out. Um, be an advocate for yourself, be an advocate for your child. And then this one's kind of a weird one, but... I've mentioned it to some people that I was close with and I've talked to some people about it after the fact that I wasn't close with and everyone kind of agrees that it'd be a good idea. I personally am a huge proponent for therapy. Um, We all know that, you know, hormones are flying around, postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, just like the transition into motherhood in general can be really hard for some people, even without those mental health struggles. I would say if you can get an advocate in your corner before you have the baby, like a therapist that you kind of maybe saw once or twice, kind of like, you know, open that door. So if and when you are in crisis or, you know, if you are struggling with something, you have somebody to go to that's kind of a neutral party. And it's not because you're going to need it. There's a lot of people that don't need it. But the thing is, when you do need it, it would be nice to have it kind of on deck. So now you're not looking for that when you are also trying to navigate a new baby and, a you know, your sleep and this and that. It kind of all falls by the wayside. So definitely like maybe getting some kind of mental health advocate um, on deck or in your mind. Um, maybe get some referrals from some friends or something like that so that you have somebody that you could call if you find that you need it. And I would say also meal prep get some people to get get on like a meal train or do some like frozen crock pot stuff um i know it's in the summer but um yeah you're just kind of don't want to do anything because you just want to sit around and soak up the snuggles with the baby which you should be doing um everyone you know should have that luxury so as much as you can get some help um and that means cooking cleaning all of it so also like we have so much advice for this one. Look at yeah. us go. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking of this now because we didn't even have to like deal with the pandemic mm. um, 
at the you know during uh, our first few weeks or whatever, but like your boundaries are valid. If you have like family members that you don't want coming over to your house, like because you don't know what they're you know you don't know if they're wilding out. I hope hopefully we're not even dealing with this nonsense like yeah in the summer. Right. But if we are, you know, and you don't feel comfortable with your aunt coming over and holding your brand new baby because they are doing, they're just wilding out. It's fine to say that. Mm -hmm. It's fine to say you're, you know, you're not coming to my house without a mask. Um, You know, no one's kissing my baby. Don't please don't kiss my baby. You can come over visit, but I'm going to hold the baby, whatever your boundary is like, that's fine. And that's valid. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a really good point. And don't be afraid to like hold the line. That baby is like tiny and defenseless and can't speak for itself. And you're the advocate and Mm -hmm. you know, you got to keep that kid healthy. Yep. That was a really good point. Very, very good. Um, Okay. So next question, should we go to something lighter again? Um, What's your favorite quality about your son? That's kind of an easy one, I guess. I'll let you start that one. I, I mean, like his brain, I don't know. It's like he, the, it's like endless the the stuff that he comes up with uh, I, I don't know it's like how his mind works i guess mm. um because he is constantly like seeing things from a point of view that i would never see or you know just coming up with like weird things that i would never think of that are entertaining and funny or like profound yeah, to me so funny you know yeah, I, I, I feel that. like I don't want to, like, copy that, but, I mean, I kind of agree. Like, his brain is just very different, and he's unlike any child I've ever met. Um, I taught dancing for, like, seven or eight years, and I used to nanny, and I still have never met a child that was anything like him. So, yeah, definitely just, like, his his creativity, um, his humor. He's so funny. Um, but if I have to go off and say something different, then I would say probably just his passion and his commitment to everything and... It's like for better or for worse. Like when he's happy, he's 100% happy. When he's in his feelings, he's 100% in his feelings. Um, He's so creative. He just like does everything to the nth possible degree. And I think that level of like advocating and knowing yourself and just like no inhibitions and just kind of going for it is something that like I admire and, you know, wish that I was more like. So I think that's definitely a quality of his that I admire and would never want to squash as hard as that is to parent. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, what's our favorite quality about each other? Want me to go? Uh, you want to go? You can go. Um, I think my favorite quality about Tom and I've said it like a thousand times and you probably already know what I'm going to say. But um, I tell everybody that Tom is my anchor and it's very true. I feel like I am. Uh, yeah, I'm like the storm and he's the anchor. I think it's like the person that kind of um, keeps you centered and keeps you together and kind of checks you and like offers that like level of calm. And it's not because it's like something that he does or doesn't do. Like it's literally just in his presence. And it's um, I was joking with someone the other day and I was like, you have to find the sweatpants of your life. And like Thomas goes, I'm I'm sweatpants. Yeah, you're my sweatpants. (laughs) You're my sweatpants. Okay. And it's a good thing. It's like the person, like life is freaking hard. Like we're in a pandemic, you know, like you come home to your house and you want your freaking sweatpants. All right. Like you just want someone 
who gets you, that feels like home, that feels like cozy and just like welcomes you and supports you. And just, it's like that feeling of just peace and balance and like serenity. And it's just who you are as a person and what you do for me and my anxieties in my life. And that, um, I think is what I just value so much about you as a person. You're very level-headed too, you know, like just very fair and very level-headed and, um, yeah, it's just my anchor. Uh, yeah. I was going to make a joke. Oh, real romantic. I was going to make a joke about myself. <laughs> what? say I'm level-headed because from like fifth grade to like ninth grade, I only would ever wear a flat top <laughs> hair. Like I would go to the old school barber and make sure that they had the I have the flattest of all tops. Let me just say also on that level, <laughs> the flattest of all tops. Uh, his hair is pinned straight, and it literally looked like a porcupine. That's all I have to say about that. Um, my favorite quality is like twofold. I can't. I have two things that are like neck and neck. One, like your compassion, and um, just like your care for anyone else but yourself. Um, not that you don't care for yourself, but like, <laughs> way to let yourself go there. <laughs> not that you don't care for yourself, but you know, your selflessness, I guess I would say, um, you know, it's a quality that I don't really, I don't personally feel like I have for myself what? and, and probably something I need to work on, you know, but, um, so there's that. And then like, I already like alluded to earlier, like you're, like you said, you're the storm. Like the lightning, you're, you're, you know, your your light that you bring to the world, you know, like to the world or at least to my life, um, you know, you're, you're just, you're like, you're just a light to the world that I don't, you know, like I, that's, I don't know how to explain it. It's like that it, it's, it's a spark that. I see when you interact with people. Oh, that's very kind. I was trying to think of that little kid's church song that I used to sing when I was this in Catholic school. Yeah, that's the one. I was like, something about a bushel? What this the? little light of mine. <laughs> okay, wow. What a treat for all you listeners. Um, anyway, uh, how has the pandemic affected your relationship, if at all? That's fucking hard. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you can't, the, the things that you would do, like the pressure relief valves that you had. Yeah, that's a good Don't way really of exist, it. you know, like, or if they do, it's like, not, I mean, I don't know. For I feel like we are probably more um, cautious than a lot of people are, and that's fine, whatever. Like, you do whatever you feel comfortable with in your life, but like, for us, we are trying to play it safe. And so, for, you know, um, like we were talking about today, it's my birthday. What do you want to have for dinner? A lot of people will go out to a restaurant and just like, like go have a meal. That's awesome. And that's fine. If that's what you want to do, we haven't felt comfortable doing that yet. And so like, there's nothing more in the world that probably both of us want to do than like go to our favorite restaurant and go have a meal and just like, relax mm-hmm. have you some know? drinks and one of our favorite restaurants always has like live jazz and like 
listen to music and people watch and laugh and do all the things. Yeah. And so for us, that's either been taken away or it has there has to be 19 levels of yeah. consideration before, you know, like we went to, since the pandemic started, we went to one concert. We love to go to concerts. We went to one concert. It was outdoors. Um, everyone had to be... Show their uh, vaccination. Show their vaccination card. And uh, masks were... I, I can't remember if they either were required or strongly, strongly suggested. But, like, we wore masks the whole time. And, like, that was awesome. But there was a thousand hoops to jump through just to do that. And I so, think like, I, like, panicked the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And then you have to wait, like, five... You spend the next five days being like, oh, my God, are we going to get our kids sick? Right. You know? Yeah, our son still is too young for the vaccine, so that's where we're at with that. And so, like, the pressure relief valves, the things that you, like, the the chances that you have to date each other are, like, few and far between, severely limited. So, like, And you're kind of living in a pressure cooker, too, because, like, because those pressure relief valves are not there, obviously, the pressure is built up, like, in your home or, like, you know wherever like if you're driving around or whatever so like the the tensions are high because you're not releasing anything and so not only are you not getting the fun things from you know outside of your relationship to kind of get, get some stress relief you also are just living in a heightened state of stress all the time because you're living in it so you just have to dig really freaking deep to figure out how to get yourself those breaks when you know, the, the ways you would love to, to do that or the ways you're used to doing that or, you know, all of those things are like not really available or if they're available, it's at, you know, a potential risk of your health or your family's health or, you know, just the global health. I mean, anything. It's just everything's been such a a freaking crapshoot, you know, like, oh, should we do this? I don't know. Like, what are the, like, let me weigh this 10,000 different ways before we make a decision. It's just, it's exhausting, you know? Um, and I know for us, like, I mean, I think at the end of the day, one of the things I love the most about our relationship is that we are such a team. So I don't think it's affected us in the way of like, you know, not like we've like talked about divorce or something like that. It's not like that. But, you know, I would say we have a pretty solid foundation that our relationship is on and it's still freaking hard as hell. You know, it's to be honest, like right now taking care of anybody but myself because of the heightened state of panic and you know anxiety and stress and busyness and all the pressure that you feel on your shoulders because of all the different hats that I'm wearing it's like that's just hard in general so of course it's going to take a toll on my parenting relationship with my son or my romantic relationship with my husband or the way that I can show up for my friends or things like that because you know, it just makes everything a thousand times harder. And I'm over here just trying to, like, literally not have a panic attack. Because, like, at the beginning of 2020, the you know, with COVID in March, I was having panic attacks. I ended up in the fall of the next, you know, next fall after COVID started, like, in the ER twice in one weekend because of panic, you know, and, and potential heart problems because of it. And um, I think it's been a full-time job for me personally to keep my anxiety at bay. And I've gotten a lot better. Um, and I'm proud of where I've come. And there's still a lot of 
you know, there's still much farther to go. But I mean, that's definitely affected our relationship for sure, because I'm trying to keep a lid on my own crap. Um, you know, I'm going back to therapy again and all this stuff. And I got on a low dose of um, anxiety medication, which, you know, really seemed to help what I was trying not to do for a long time. And, you know, I had to depend heavily, heavily, heavily and still do on Tom and, and him parenting and him taking care of things and picking up my slack. And so um, just that like teeter totter of, of balance, it goes back to that first question from our friend V, like, how do you find that balance? And again, it's just like, I think it changes in different seasons of life. And right now, balance, trying to find balance is really freaking hard. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of the way it's affected us. And it's been hard, but we're weathering, weathering the storm, you know, we're trying to some days are much easier than others. But um, yeah. do you want to read one of the questions? Like maybe this one or this one? Sure. Uh, what does your average day look like in terms of spending time with V? Who does what? Um, I I mean, there's a couple of things. I, I mean, I guess if you want to like take the whole day and break it up, there's certain things that one or the other of us will do. And then there's also, um, so we don't, or, you know, I have like a typical, I work some weekends, but I have a, you know, almost like a bank hour job Monday th- through Friday, nine to five. Um, Amy doesn't really have that. She generally works, um, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, or, you know, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, and you know, sometimes she's in earlier, sometimes she's in later. Um, so, you know, there's certain things like we rotate bedtimes, um, every other day, one of us will do bedtime in, in general, um. I usually like and by that he means like we both kind of will get him ready but then when it's time to like really buckle down and do books and tuck in you know lights out type situation then one of us will kind of stay up in the room with him and get him to go down um but we will both kind of prep him for bedtime together yeah um you know like morning time generally I'm up with them I mean don't even say generally like literally like 9.8 times out of I mean, 10 let's be real. He Tom gets is up with flustered him. if Amy does morning time my son loses his shit if i go in there in the morning he literally is like i don't want you in my room i want dad (laughs) which i'm like hey okay like no problem here because like i'm a zombie in the morning and that's kind of how this came to be was that like tom is i wake if if uh cat honestly we have two cats it doesn't happen so much anymore because i'm like so sleep deprived but for years and years and years even before vaughn depending on the time of day if a cat walked in our room and it was like close to the time that I would wake up, that would wake me up and that's it. And once I'm up in the morning, I'm just up. I'm not going back to sleep. And like, I'm pretty much like an Olympic um, champion of sleep. So um, I don't get Olympic champion amount of sleep anymore, but I could go to bed. I mean, I could literally put my head down on this microphone and fall asleep. Like I love to sleep more than pretty much anything. So, um, 
what ended up happening, I mean, I'm a super night owl and I'm a zombie in the morning and I've struggled like in the last six or so years with like different kind of like autoimmune style health issues. And it was really, I was always really foggy in the morning and it was really hard for me to kind of like really be functioning to the level that my son requires first thing in the morning. Cause he literally, like I've said a thousand times, wakes up with a rocket strapped to his ass. So um, my husband was just better about doing that. So Tom will wake up with him in the morning. And at that point in our life, um, it was like we were rocking Vaughn to bed for a long time. This is like more in like infancy and early toddler years. And I would do bedtime every single night because I didn't mind doing that. And then Tom would get up with him. Well, now we kind of switch on and off with bedtime. Um, but Tom still mostly gets up in the morning. I mean, like pretty much every time unless he has to go into work early. And But then if I'm up with him, then like Amy eventually gets up and she makes him breakfast, which is good because... I hate making him meals. Yeah, I'm usually the one that's in charge of, like, the grocery shopping and the meals. Um, Not really because of, like, gender norms or anything like that. It really is just because, like, I enjoy that. Um, I think there's a part of me that feels, like, I feel some of my worth in motherhood knowing that I'm, like, taking care of his, like, basic needs, like, with eating balanced meals. So, like, for me to be in the kitchen making sure he's getting, like, his fruits and vegetables and, like, different varieties and things like that, like, that has actually been something that brings me, like, comfort. So um, that's something that I enjoy. And that's actually, weirdly enough, it just happens to be something that Tom absolutely despises. So we just kind of... You know, again, on a regular. I just kind of don't like to nurture him, but like. Yeah, he wants to the, starve him. So, the like. Putting the thought <laughs> into kidding. like what to eat, like even for my own self, I'll eat, uh, you know, I could eat ramen, um, like Marachan ramen, four days a week and be happy with it, you right. know, and not even think twice about it. And so, like, to have to put a thought into what I'm anyone is going to eat is, is a struggle for me right so i think it's just like on a a regular day he's getting up early with them they're playing in the morning i'm you know getting up i'm brushing my teeth i'm getting myself ready i might make a cup of coffee then i'm i'm coming downstairs i'm getting breakfast ready then he's ready to come down and then you know on a day that i work my mom comes in and babysits on those days um you know usually tom's picking him up because i'm still working late and then i'll get home sometime after dinner Tom almost always does bath time. Um, that's kind of like their jam together. And then... It ain't my jam. Well... I just do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's become your jam. Um, and then, yeah, and then we play with him and then bedtime. Uh, again, like, I'm kind of... I feel like it's like Tom does things that are more like the off-the-cuff kind of fun you know, playtime things or bath time things or like things that are more like interactive. And I feel like I tend to more of the like the um, packing the bags, making sure we're out the door on time, doing the breakfasts, like, you know. I get to be the fun guy. Yeah, yeah right. Which I mean, that's literally why my son's like, I don't want you, mom. I want dad. Um, which I'm like, hey, no, you know, it makes sense. But yeah, um, but that, a lot of days, like on four days a week, I'm home with him. And on those days, then Tom would go to work. I'm home with him all day doing, you know, well, he goes to school. But um, I pick him up from school half day and then, um, you know, do lunch. We do go to OT. Again, like any appointments he has, like I'm scheduling or bringing him to just kind of entertaining him all day at home. Um, You know, we try to get him outside, go on walks, things like that. And then, yeah, dinner and Tom's doing bath time and uh, we kind of switch off on bedtime. So I feel like it's a pretty, um, I don't know, like I guess... 
We each pick each other, pick up each other's slack. Very much so, but I always, I mean, this is just my own personal thing. I think because I kind of wish I was more of the fun parent, but I know that that's not where I thrive or where I feel the most comfortable. So for me, because Tom does so much of that stuff, I feel a lot of times, which is again all made up in my head, that like I don't do as much, like I'm not worth as much as he is in the parenting realm in our household, which I know is not true. Um, but because I admire the way he does his things and like things that I don't feel like I'm good at, I'm like, oh man, like he does more than me. I don't do as much. Um, Cause I'm like, oh, I just cook and I just do this. Well, like, you know, there, that's still a huge part. So I think in terms of like, would I say it's balanced? Like, no, because I'm going to say that Tom does more. But um, when I really sit down, I'm like, no, it, it's definitely pretty balanced. And again, like you said, we have no problem saying like, hey, tonight I'm going to be late. Can you cook dinner? Hey, I'm, you know, I'm going to do bedtime tonight. You know, can you get tomorrow or whatever? We're definitely really um, good about switching off. So, yeah. Um, another question. How do you keep the spark alive through the resentment that can build? It's funny because I was actually when I read this question, when I was printing out this paper, I was thinking of what you said earlier about seeing me out with you, like doing other things. Like for me, that's when I, it's like, it's weird. It's almost like seeing your partner with new, like from a new lens, from a new perspective, like from with new glasses on or something like that. Like, just like Tom said, like if we're out at a party or if we're at like a family party or if we're at the zoo or something and he's like up ahead of me with my son or like in a crowd or whatever it is, like which obviously hasn't happened pretty much, you know, at all since COVID. But um, that for me is really a way that I can kind of like ignite that spark again where like I remember it's so easy to get in a rut when you're at home and you're under a microscope. Um, and I think when you step outside of that microscope and you can see somebody with like a, a, you know, wider lens and kind of like remember the things that you love about them um, and what made you fall in love with them. I think that that's kind of the way it's kind of I think you can do it with your kid, too. You know, like we all are stuck with our kid at times and we're like, oh, my God, this kid, you know. Yeah, and then like you, you take know. your kid to preschool or something and you see the way that they are so brave and the way that they make friends and the way the teachers like telling you what a great helper they were. And you're like, my kid is awesome. And I just think sometimes like it goes back to just like me having to keep up on my self-regulation. So I'm not so tapped out that I'm like become this just like grumpy troll that just is like I hate everything you're terrible because I feel like when I feel overwhelmed when I feel burdened and stressed out I start pointing the finger at everybody else so I for me it's about self-regulation it's about making sure I'm taking my breaks so I can like see the good in everybody too and not just come down hard on everybody when I'm feeling tapped out and also like like Tom said kind of like seeing that sparkle when they're out in their element when they're doing the things that you love about them when you're seeing those sides of them so I I'd say like doing more of that kind of stuff you know yeah I mean you have to you have to remember the things that made you fall in love, like Amy said. And, like, when you see those things, like, let, you know, absorb them. Um, and then the other thing that I would say is, like, you got to just, like, check yourself. Because when you feel, like, the resentment building, like, or, what you know, whatever kind of um, annoyance that you're feeling, it's probably not with your partner. You know, like, you might, oh, like, I, I, I don't know. 
Really? Like, I got to unload the dishwasher again or something? Like, that's not your partner's fault. You're not really mad about that. If you really, like, sat there and made a chart of who does what, it's probably, for the most part, pretty equal. It's not lopsided. So if you're feeling some kind of a way about, like, whatever resentment or inequality you're feeling... It's probably due to external... I mean, if you have, like, a healthy um, partnership and, and like, teammate, um, you're probably... It's probably being colored by something else, your emotions. Yeah, and I think if it's not... if, If it's not equal and you are feeling that way and that's why you're feeling resentful, then it's time to have a conversation. You know, maybe that means that you need to amp up your communication. I also, like I said, I'm a huge proponent of therapy. So I've heard nothing but great things about marriage uh, or couples counseling or marriage counseling or anything like that. Like, and I think kind of like Tom said, like, instead of hyper-focusing on somebody else, which is really, really easy to do. And I think it's really easy to do right now, specifically in the pandemic. um, I always like to remember that like, all the outside things in my life are mirrors to myself. So like, for instance, when my son is doing something that's bothering me, yeah, he's doing the thing that's bothering me. That's on him. But the fact that it's bothering me is actually on me. So what am I holding in me that is getting triggered? Does that make sense? I feel like same thing well, as you're really... Like, yeah, right. Like, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I agree with you. It's not like... You're not mad at at the person, you know, like it's showing you like where you're. Um, you're already overloaded. You yeah, know, like correct. that's how. I, like sometimes I'll, in hindsight, I might be annoyed in a situation, and then when I think about it later, like I'm not annoyed that I had to unload the dishwasher, or do you know? I'm not annoyed that I had to like do something for our son. I'm annoyed that I was doing everything for everyone at work for the whole entire day. You know, and I'm already overloaded with that. Like, and then you expect to like come home to your sanctuary and you got to do more for somebody else. Well, it's not his fault that he needs you to like, you know, do whatever. He spilled right. a glass of water. And yeah. He needs it's, you to clean it's, it up. It's, yeah. You know, it's showing you more of like an insight into yourself. It's not like, his fault that you're cleaning up a hundred glasses of water at work all day. You know, right. It's showing, it's showing you where your own frustrations lie. And maybe it's showing you where the work needs to be done to get things off of your plate or maybe, you know, where you need more me time or maybe where you both need a night out or you need a night off or things like that. Like, I mean, I know that one episode. Night out. Well, yeah. <laughs> one of those, you know, episodes I talked about back in November, like I literally went away to a hotel for two nights uh, for my birthday. Like, that's the only thing that I could think of that would make me feel happy. Like, <laughs> well, not like whatever. That sounds terrible. But like, that's what I needed at that moment. Like, it was I dream. it was my dream. Like, I literally was like, the only thing I want, like more than any p- possession, is just some fucking time to myself. Like, just to be myself, just to lay there, to do whatever I want, not answer anybody, not meet anybody's needs, and you know. Up until that point, you know, I could have taken that feeling out on my family and felt that resentment. But I, you know, kind of got quiet and realized, like, what do I need so I can better show up um, for my relationship with my son and with my husband? So um, I hope that kind of answers that, that, like, check yourself, you know, like kind of use those resentments to look inward. And, and if there is a real actual issue, 
find a way to communicate that to work on it and air it out or if there's not then maybe you know communicate your own needs um and then also just to maybe you know see each other in a different space you know as much as you can maybe just watch them playing with your kid and be really grateful for that and you know remember the reasons that you are with that person i think is really important um let's do one more but there's a couple here but let's you know pick one of these guys um maybe like one of these three which one do you like I don't know. You you can pick. It's fine. You can pick. Um, how about do you know your love languages? Oh, you wouldn't pick well, what one. the heck? You could have said that. <laughs> Communication, people. Communication. Um, do we know our love languages? I know my you love. You know yours, and you probably know mine. Yeah, I do. And I have the memory and brain of a caribou, <laughs> and so. <laughs> You know, <laughs> that's not true. I looked up our love, love languages within the first couple of weeks of bringing my son home because I found myself sitting in resentment. This is actually good. It kind of spirals off of all these questions with my husband and being like, he doesn't appreciate me. He doesn't this, he doesn't that. And I knew damn well that that wasn't true because I was like checking myself. I'm like, that's not true. He loves me. He respects me. He's doing, I could like see the things he was doing around the house. He's literally done this, 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 and this. Why do I feel like I'm in this alone? Why do I feel like I, you know, am not getting help? Why do I feel like I'm being taken advantage of? You know, all these different weird feelings that had never come up for me before. And so I was like, it's got to be something with the way that I'm interpreting his affection. And sure enough, that was right. Um, I am a words of affirmation person and um, acts of service person. I would say even more so on the words of affirmation person. I was going to say. What? Now. I know. Now I can remember. <laughs> the caribou has woken up from his hibernation, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Um, and, of course, Tom's were the opposite. Like, he was touch and quality time. And both of those things, touch and quality time, were things that I didn't have to give, you know, first of all, at that time. I was like, no one touched me. This baby is like laying on me constantly and spitting up on me and I'm not sleeping and all these things. And then, yeah, quality time was like, there's no time, you know, you barely have time for to brush your teeth. How do you have time to, you know, make that that special time with your significant others? So um, that was really hard. I also think I show love with gifts. I think, and probably with acts of service also, but I'm like a doer when it comes to love. But yeah, I, I realized I needed to hear him. I remember it was funny. I remember I had a C-section and I, you know, I was medically not well after having my son and we had a lot of stuff like leading up to that as well. That was, you know, medical issues with myself and my, my son before having him. And I remember like a couple, I mean, it was like a month or two into having him. And I got triggered by something. And this kind of spirals off that last question. Because again, like I needed to fill my cup and I wasn't. So I I got triggered. And I said something to Tom. Like I just blurted it out. And it was so not like me. And I said, you never said thank you. And he's like, uh, uh, for what? Like, th thank you? Like, question mark. And I'm like, 
I just got cut in half and a baby got pulled out of me and I just grew this baby for nine months and I gave it up I gave up all this stuff to make sure it was healthy and you know I did went through this medical stuff and did me 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 wah 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 and I was like so upset and I was like and you never even said thank you and he's like I didn't know I had to say thank it's you it's a challenge like, for me and but here's the thing no but like and, no but here's the thing like it wasn't even that you needed to like that's just showing you that, like, I, and he's like, I thought you knew, like, I love you. I love our child. Like, I've been doing all these things. I thought I was, like, taking care of you and all these things. And he was. And I had to check myself and realize that, like, just because it didn't come, like, wrapped up in this perfect package with a bow on top, that's, like, these words of, like, thank you, my dear wife, for caring and growing this beautiful child and sawing your body in half to deliver it into this world and, you know, almost dying in the process and da 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 like, it's like just because he didn't say that doesn't mean he didn't feel that way. And I had to kind of have that big explosion to realize that, that like I'm feeling, you know, unheard or unseen or, you know, invalidated or whatever. And that's valid. And I'm glad that we had our conversation about it. And now I'm more aware of his way and my way and what we both need. But I also, that's not even fair to say that he he didn't, you know, he wasn't grateful for all the sacrifices I had made up until that point. And that wasn't, that was discounting how much he had sacrificed too, you know. And I just think it just shows you that, again, you see things as you are. So if you're feeling all that triggered and you're not letting it out and looking inward, you're going to just explode at somebody else, even if it's unfounded. The struggle is that, in case you haven't been able to tell yet, I'm not... So much with the words, you know, I'm a simple man with a simple amount of words, you know, don't express myself very well. I'm a, a, a quiet, gentle giant. Okay. All right. <laughs> you know? And so I, you know, whatever. I, I just, that's just not how I express myself. And I'm, but I can do it. I'm Give just, me something to do and I'll do the shit out of it. <laughs> there he is. That's, I'm going to get that on his uh, headstone one day. <laughs> do the shit out of it. You know? You and know what I'm, I'm saying, though? And like, I'm nothing but words. I got words. the access service and I got very few words. <laughs> I, I have a small amount of words, but I use them mostly uh, with... Intention. Intention. I use my words like, a, like spices. You know, <laughs> pop, pop. Like I'll sprinkle them in when I need them. Thomas Salt Bay. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Do you have anything that you would like to share with anybody or any final thoughts, my my dear, my dear, sweet, simple husband? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't know. Thank you for uh, listening to Amy's podcast. Um, she works really hard on it. She's super passionate about it. Um, it. You know, I'm glad. I hope you enjoy it. I'm glad that you do if you do. <laughs> um, she enjoys doing it. Um, you know, I don't know. Yep. That's pretty much it. That's all you got. If you really want to, f- I, I got some high quality content. You can see me on Instagram, Old Man Pizza. <laughs> Yeah, he's uh, at Old Man Pizza. You got that right. If you really and, want to uh, see some riveting stuff, you know, I might post a picture once every six months. If you're lucky. <laughs> oh, it's highly well, curated. 
I hope that all of you are laughing along with us and you're not like, what the heck just happened? But thank you for ringing in the new year with Thanks us. Thanks for spending my birthday with me. Yeah. You know, birthday boy over 39. here. We like to say almost 40 is what we no, like to say. No, that's what Amy likes to say. Yeah. I like to say I'm 39 uh, for literally <laughs> um, like 40 minutes I've been 39. <laughs> hey, you turned 39 when we were recording the podcast. Okay. Anyways, uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for laughing with us. I know this is different than the normal content, but I figured we could maybe use a little palate cleanser with everything going on in the world these days. And um, yeah, thanks for being here. Look uh, forward to the next episode. I have a couple of really fun interviews coming up. Um, one of which coming up is going to be with um, the women over at Upbringing who are just complete idols of mine. So I'm really excited about that coming up soon. I will talk to you all later. Remember, you can find me on at grow.up.ig or email at thegrowuppod at gmail.com. And I will talk to you next time. Peace. Oh, yeah. And here's a little blooper of us doing a sound check. Enjoy. Check, 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 check,